0: 3.38 on KDKA. Rick Dayton with you. Again, thinking about the possibility of some thunderstorms rolling through this afternoon. Keep it here for your AccuWeather forecast updates. And anything having to do with severe weather, you'll hear it from us first. Talking about trucking, talking about the industry, talking about a lack of truckers, talking about diesel up at $6 a gallon. And we're visiting with Jim Grundy, who is the CEO of a company called Sisu Energy, based in Texas. He knows all about the trucking industry. But... He spent some time in Pittsburgh, is from Oakdale, Pennsylvania. Jim, it's good to have you back in Pittsburgh, at least on radio for a day. How are you?
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Hey, we sure appreciate you being here. So give us a sense right now, what do you think the number is in terms of how many truckers do you suppose were down in the United States right now? I've seen a number that says we could use as many as 80,000. Is that number, is, is is that hyperbole? Is that accurate? No, they, it's
1: definitely not hyperbole. The, the the problem is is the U.S. hasn't realized its full recovery post pandemic. Uh, so, what we're doing uh, when we assess those numbers, we're looking at the amount of freight that is unaccounted for, and they use you know a variety of measures to to do that. But uh, there's some estimates that say we're upwards of 120 to 140 thousand truckers short when they project out through the end of the year, as there's going to be a number of drivers that retire naturally. And you consider the last two years there hasn't been a trucking school open due to the pandemic. There's been no in-person training. So uh, our ability to supply uh, versus those that are retiring uh, are greatly diminished right now. So we're looking at a recovery at a minimum of one to two years.
0: So how then are new truckers being trained or are they simply not? Are they simply not being able to get the certifications, the licensure, et cetera, that they need in order to drive these big rigs?
1: Well, they started about four months ago. They, they they started doing in-person classes again, but you lost two years essentially of of uh, of supply if we consider truck drivers as a supply. Uh, additionally, uh, with more commerce happening online and more final mile delivery, and by final mile that means to your home, uh, final mile delivery has really taken over. It's putting it's put more of a uh, 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 I guess more pressures on on finding supply chain infrastructures that the U.S. right now is just really behind on.
0: We have seen the age of truckers continue to go higher and higher, now pushing 50, which suggests that this trend of retiring, it's not an easy line of work. I mean, it's physically demanding. You're on the road. You're away from home. I mean, there's a lot of things about it for over-the-road truckers that are that are very, very difficult. Do you see that trend? Is, is it getting younger? Are younger people interested in this, or is it just not something they have any interest in at all?
1: We've seen uh, some younger folks come towards us specifically, and and uh, the reason for that, uh, to be frank, is the money. Uh, last month, our top driver earned eighty eighty nine thousand dollars in one month. Uh, our top in one 20% month, average one month. Our, our top twenty percent average fifty five grand in one month, and these guys are running twenty one, twenty two days a month. So that it's not like they're breaking their neck out there, but. What that is is that that's more of a symptom of, of uh, the lack of infrastructure in our space, which specializes in oil and gas. There's not enough truckers out there willing to do that kind of work. Um, and and to go back to your previous, you know, I guess your initial question: Why aren't young folks coming into this industry? You know, we see it all the time we'll get a college graduate that'll apply for an office job at fifty thousand dollars, and they have a quarter million dollar debt. And then you turn around, and we have twenty-five-year-olds that are truck drivers out there making three and four hundred thousand dollars a year. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up, uh, you know. And we try to educate folks on opportunities such as trucking and how advantageous it can be if, if done the right way and do it the right company. Uh, but I think uh, on a federal and state level, we've done a really bad job of. Uh, of, uh, promoting what we consider blue collar opportunities, such as electricians and plumbers and mechanics and truck drivers. And these are all six figure careers.
0: When you're talking about that kind of money for driving a truck, is that over the road? Are those guys ever home? I mean, you said they're averaging what 22 days a month in terms of driving, but how much of that is that they're gone for five days and then they're home for two. Give us an idea what that job looks like to make that kind of cash.
1: Yeah. In the oil and gas space, it's a little different. uh, Your over-the-road trucker typically is anywhere from 10 to 12 days out, and they're home two to three days. Um, And that's the likes of, like, J.B., Hunt, Swift, Schneider, your big over-the-road carriers. In oil and gas, it's slightly different. Our guys typically run for three weeks straight, so 21 days. And the reason for that is a well bore or an active well, uh, they usually frack those in in three-week increments. So it takes anywhere from 16 to 21 days to frack a well. So once you're on a well, uh, you're somewhat dedicated uh, from a capacity standpoint. And the, these guys understand in this industry, to make the money you need to make, you have to strike while the iron's hot. Right. And right now, uh, there's not there's, there's, there's not a freight out there that's any hotter than oil and gas or anything involved in oil and
0: gas. So are they actually hauling the supplies then for the fracking, or are they actually hauling the materials uh, when you don't have pipelines available to get it to market?
1: Well, there's there's all kinds of opportunities throughout the energy sector. Um, what we specialize in specifically is bulk commodities. So we use sand, dirt, yep. salt, bentonite, bayrite, lime, cement, anything that we can put in a, in a pneumatic tank that we can uh, either blow off with a PTO unit, which is a pressurized uh, platform, or we can uh, let gravity, just do a gravity dump uh, on a conveyor belt. That's what we do specifically, but there's all kinds of opportunities, whether it be flatbed work, the dry van, um, you know, uh, chemicals. If you want to get into tanker and tanker endorsements, uh, there's such a you know there's such a, uh, a need in, in the Northeast, uh, up there with you guys in Ohio, West Virginia, Pittsburgh area. Uh, there's companies up there that are starving.
0: This is crazy amounts of money that you're talking about. Is this something that's sustainable? Do you, do you think this is going to be around for a while because there is such a shortage?
1: Well, I'll tell you the good and the bad of that. If, if this is sustainable and these rates stay there, will, the end users, the consumers, the everyday folks that aren't involved in transportation are going to suffer. Right. And that's what we worry about. Do we think it's sustainable? No. And from an economic perspective, uh, the amount of inflation that we're having, uh, diesel prices last night went up 40 cents um, overnight. So we woke up this morning paying 40 cents more per gallon. You're like, well, how much is that? Well, that's $80 more to fill up a tank per truck uh, right. for a 200 gallon tank truck right the, the issue you have with these things is it, more times than not the end consumers pay for it um, at the pump they pay for it with groceries with whatever they're buying but folks on fixed incomes are folks that are retired that have got a, expectations for their money to live for a certain period of time or they, they live within a certain kind of means they're they're getting hit with unprecedented inflation right now that uh, Uh, From our perspective, there's no end in sight as we don't have a solution for the supply chain quandary and problem that we're we're faced with today.
0: He's the CEO of Sisu Energy in Texas. Jim Grundy joining us originally from Oakdale, Pennsylvania. Again, good to have you back in PA, at least to have your voice here for a day. Thanks, Jim.
1: Hey, appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yep, we sure appreciate it. Jim Grundy, there's some amazing stuff, and we're going to break some of that down and talk a little bit more about it. we still got a whole bunch of other things coming up.